It's nine minutes past four o'clock here on The Voice of Pittsburgh, KDKA. Rick Dayton with you as we continue our continuous team coverage, the bridge collapse today. And we need to talk a little bit about the structure of these bridges, what they're designed for, how long they should last. And for that, we go to somebody who knows. And uh, one of the finest engineering programs in the country is right here in Pittsburgh, the Swanson School of Engineering at the University of Pittsburgh. Civil, environmental, they do it all. And we are joined right now by one of the professors there. Please welcome into the program, Dr. Kent Harris. Dr. Harris, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good afternoon. So, Kent, help us understand, first of all, a bridge that's built in 1970. Does that mean that every bridge that was built in 1970 we need to be concerned about? Let's just start with a ridiculous question. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, this was a bridge that certainly had a little bit more deterioration than one might hope for, for the 50-odd years that it was, it was standing. Right. So how long should a bridge, and, and, I, and maybe you can't answer that question because it depends where it is, right? One in, and besides salt water, is going to age differently than one that is inland and in a desert, right? So how long well, should something in this area last? Is there, is there a way that well, you can put a number on that? Yeah, that's true, but we would also design it considering the desert or the salt water. Absolutely. Um, when this bridge was designed, um, you know, the concept was a 75-year life. Mm -hmm. um, today, we would design typically a bridge, certainly of that size, with a 100-year life or more in mind. Um, so this bridge was, was, was into its middle age, kind of like me. <laughs> are you saying size based on the 450-foot span, or are you saying yeah. based on the volume that it carries? Um, in this case, the, 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 the span. Okay. Um, this is a more significant bridge than your typical bridge that crosses over an interstate or, or, or what have you, and therefore is is more costly and more cumbersome to eventually replace. It is probably impossible for you just looking at television pictures and, and, and still photos that you know, perhaps have been coming out today that you have seen. But when you look at something, is there anything that's a telltale sign that might say, boy, that and I'm not asking you to speculate, but do you see anything? Yeah. No, you can't speculate, but the bridge basically did exactly what a bridge of that type would have done. It, it, it's a rigid frame structure, in which case once something collapses, the whole thing is going to come down and be pulled down um, by its own weight. Um, what initiated that, we will find out in the weeks, months, and so forth to come. Are there safety considerations built into a bridge, not assuming that it might fail, but if it should, that perhaps, I mean, you could still see sections of the decking that was still there, vehicles were still on. I mean, was, was that designed into a bridge? I wouldn't say it's designed into it. It's just inherent in how we design bridges mm -hmm. is, is the deck is, is largely a, a uniform diaphragm and it's not um, in, a, in a collapse like this. It's not likely to crumble. If you recall the images from the I-35W collapse in Minneapolis, right. uh, what now, oh God, 14, 15 years ago, yeah, right. the same thing um, occurs. So it's not, uh, it's not something that is um, expressly done by the design, but it, it, it comes out of the way we design bridges and build them. As we look at this, Kent Harry's joining us. He's a professor of engineering at the Swanson School of Engineering. Dr. Harris, as we look at these sorts of scenarios, what would engineers tell us we should look at and do next? We're looking at something that, that this is, this is a, a symptom of the decaying infrastructure. It's, it's obviously, there's a large amount of irony that this occurred today when mm. we were talking uh, so much about infrastructure locally. Um, what we need to do is find the resources to, to find the will to produce the resources in order to help to improve the state of our infrastructure. Bridges are just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, it just happens to be the tip that's very visible and that we all see and relate to.
safe to say that it's much cheaper to repair a bridge than it is to build a new one? Uh, probably 999 times out of 1,000, yes. And any idea the difference? I mean, are we talking about a one versus 100, one versus 1,000? I mean, the difference in terms of constructing new versus repairing? No, it's hard to say because repairs come in a spectra as well. Right. And, that, that's and, a fair and, point, right? I mean, yeah. a million-dollar repair, it could be much more to rehabilitate. I, that, that, that's a, yeah. a, a very honest answer to a poor question. Thank you very much. Dr. <laughs> Harry, no, I, I, I'm, it was, and, and, and I appreciate you being so gracious about that. Dr. Harry, thank you very much for being here on KDK. I'm sure we will have many more opportunities to speak with you in the future, but thanks for making time for us today. Hey, not a problem. Have a good afternoon. We appreciate it. Kent Harry's joining us, professor of engineering, Swanson School of Engineering.